Today is Tuesday, March 8th, 2022, and gas prices are higher than Hunter Biden getting a free crack pipe from the U.S. government. Gas prices have reached an all-time high as Joe Biden bans Russian oil imports. That's going to have a catastrophic effect on this country. Get ready for $10 gasoline, ladies and gentlemen. Canada says that its oil could replace U.S. imports of Russian crude, but Joe Biden would have to do something a little naughty. He'd have to approve the Keystone XL pipeline and encourage Americans to be energy independent. Ilhan Omar also slams Joe Biden. Wow, he's getting him from all sides. And the GOP says that they're going to investigate Fauci if they retake the House in 2022. All good news. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Do you guys think that asking Saudi Arabia or Venezuela or Iran is reducing our dependence on foreign oil? That's actually, I just outlined each of those specific scenarios and the range of par- discussions that we're having uh, with each of those countries. I don't think anybody is advocating for Iran to continue. <laughs> oh, you have to start with a laugh today. You have to start with a laugh. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Seconds ago at the White House, Joe Biden just announced that he's banning all imports of gasoline from Russia. This is a mixed result, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, because what it's going to do is in the near term, it's going to absolutely make the price of your gasoline skyrocket through the roof. I hope that you bought tank after tank last week because right now you're watching prices jump a dollar day over day in many places around the country. Mostly around the country, they are higher than they have ever been. In nearly half of American states, gas has reached a record high. In the national average, gas has reached a record high. Gas is now officially higher than Hunter Biden and Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg on a road trip with Cheech and Chong inside of their shag wagon. The highest gas prices in American history brought about by our elites. Don't let them lie to you. They did this. They decided on day one of Joe Biden's term to reverse American energy independence. What we saw at the White House seconds ago was Joe Biden. Joe Biden saying there's nothing that he did that caused this energy spike. Lie. Why would you believe the man who said he wouldn't bring you COVID vaccine mandates? Why would you believe the man who said that he wouldn't continue the COVID crisis, that he would end the virus? Why would you believe the man who has lied to you again and again and again? They said it'd be a safer world. They said that the adults were back in charge. Joe Biden said he was a foreign policy expert. Crisis in Afghanistan, crisis in Ukraine, crisis with inflation, crisis on our border, crisis with our dollar, crisis with gasoline, supply chain shortages. Everything is made out of petrol. This water bottle is made out of petrol. This microphone is made out of petrol. The clothes that you wear, the phones that you use, these are petrol products. When Joe Biden jacks up the price of petrol by one, canceling the Keystone XL pipeline that would have automatically reduced our dependency on foreign oil, instantly been able to replicate the Russian oil market. He killed it. 
for no reason other than he listens to a twisted, angry little Swedish girl for his energy policy. Her name rhymes with Greta Thunberg. Two, Joe Biden canceled all leases or further exploration for gas or natural gas inside of our own country. Why would you do that? That seems insane. It takes a very long time to find gasoline. It's typically buried under the ground. It's very hard to get to. These are not easy things to do. Find new gasoline and then develop safe ways to bring it to the surface of the earth and then refine it. It's very, very hard. It takes years, decades even, to develop oil and shale in order to get it out of the ground safely. Oftentimes you need to use extremely sophisticated, laser-guided, horizontal drilling in order to get to the gasoline. So banning the exploration and development of new oil leases is catastrophic. It's going to cripple the industry. It's going to cripple American energy. What led to World War II? Well, there's a lot of factors, but one of the leading ones was inflation. The German mark became worthless for the German people because of stupid policies. It was like a billion marks to buy a loaf of bread. Does that sound familiar? Have you checked the price of grain recently in America? This is what out-of-control inflation for a fiat currency looks like. Insane markups on everything from fuel to houses to used cars to bread. Get ready. It's going to hit you in the grocery store soon. Hedge against this type of insanity by investing in something real. Real value right now. Gold and silver from Birch Gold is a time-tested mark of value. Precious metals have historically been a safe haven in times of inflation. Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into tax-sheltered IRAs backed by gold and silver. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation to get this info. Text Benny to 989898 to get your free info kit now. Go gold right now before it's too late. The reason why the 17 million barrels a day that America consumes, 17 million barrels a day that America consumes gasoline isn't coming from America, but is coming from the rest of the world is because Joe Biden told the rest of the world this is what he was going to do upon taking office. This is what Europe's been doing for 20 damn years. They have been reducing their own energy dependence, their capacity to have energy made at home, safe energy that they control, and they have been outsourcing that energy to the most evil regimes on planet Earth. This is why you, in part, funded the Russian expansion into Ukraine. All of the war crimes, all of the casualties, all the horrors you see in Ukraine, you partially paid for it. And I'm sorry to say it, but you did. By paying these sky-high gas prices, and by the way, we have the proof, before a shot was ever fired in Ukraine, gas had risen by 100% here in this nation. Gas had risen by a buck, by a buck fifty by $2, depending on where you were and how high your taxes are. Gas price under Donald Trump, we looked this up today. In April of 2020, the gas price was $1.84 nationwide. We are literally looking at this chart right now because we, 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 we've got to 
spit facts on this show. Let's spit some facts. $1.84 per gallon average for all U.S. regular formulations of retail gasoline. This, according to the U.S. Energy and Information Administration. This is a .gov. So this isn't some partisan think tank. This isn't some Republican or leftist funded think tank that is trying to skew numbers and do funny math. This is the government. This is a .gov. This is their chart formulation. Now, average gas price on that exact same metric is skyrocketing. The average gas price won $4.17 nationwide. You can see on the map on your screen, for those of you watching online, that about a half dozen states have seen all-time highs, that many other states are creeping toward the all-time high, and then that will overtake the nation. We expect it to get worse before it gets better, so does a lot of experts. Joe Biden did this. Your elites did this. Your elites funded Russia's war in Ukraine by forcing us off American energy independence. Your elites currently will not refine oil or energy inside of this nation. Your elites will not budge on the Keystone XL pipeline or on new oil exploration. They want you to have high gasoline. They want you to suffer. They want pain for us, the regular American people. Because of their perverse, sick incentives, because many people in this administration have invested in corrupt deals for Chinese wind power, made by Chinese solar power, made by slave labor in Xinjiang, or wind turbines, also made in China, that are mass murderers of bald eagles. They want wind and solar, even Elon Musk the owner of Tesla, is saying this is not the way to get there. They don't care about you. They don't care about the short-term pain. They don't care about the long-term pain. And they certainly don't care about this nation. They are, the, they are in the mining business themselves, by the way. Our elites, they should know better. They're in the strip mining business to strip this country of its value, of its worth, to remove the American petrol dollar from the world market, as the stable reserve currency to weaponize everything good that your grandmother and your grandfather built, the blood, sweat, and tears and anguish through world wars and through depressions that made this country, they are going to collapse it into an ash heap, strip mine it for all it's worth, and leave you with the husk and your children and saddle the rest of us with the pain while they jet off to wherever's next, probably China. That's what's happening right now as Russia warns of gas prices potentially hitting $300 a barrel. That's right. Russia says we can play this game too. We're going to probably ban our gasoline from entering Europe, which is 50% of Europe's gasoline market. So welcome to the oil wars. We are now in Mad Max. For reference, the current oil price per barrel is 120. So why don't you triple that? What's the price of gasoline right now? Why don't you triple that? $12 a gallon? Are you ready for that? Are you ready for it to be $350 to fill up your minivan? That's where we're heading. Thanks to Joe Biden and his feckless, imbecilic jackassery and the fantasy land that the people around him live inside. Gas is at 
4.17 a gallon, according to the AAA, surpassing the previous high in 2018, blowing the lid off the previous high of $4.11. Now, this was in 2018. There were two wars raging inside of major oil markets and oil producers. They were destabilizing the country. They were destabilizing the currency. There were forces at play to get Barack Obama elected president. In 2008, George Bush was finishing his two terms, his two hapless terms, essentially destroying the Republican Party as we know it. And here we are, blowing past now. The last time gas was this high, America was fighting two wars. The entire global market was destabilized through a housing implosion and a collapse of private equity. And all it took this time was a year of Joe Biden. Joe Biden, by the way, being handed on a silver platter, an economy that was recovering and roaring back after a self-induced COVID coma, smashing our economy in the face with a frozen sledgehammer, halting it for absolutely no damn reason at all. Imbecilic. Stupid. I do not absolve Republicans of this responsibility either. But at least Republicans see the forest from the trees and they say, yeah, times were better with Orange Man. Orange Man releases statement just seconds ago as well. We had a lot of breaking news this morning, getting it all in the show for you. Orange Man releases statement, Donald Trump. Statement. Three words. Do you miss me yet? Three words. Miss me yet? Yeah. The full statement goes like this. Statement from Donald Trump, 45th president, United States of America. Breaking news, highest gas prices in history. Do you miss me yet? Gas price under Donald Trump regularly, and this is according to, again, petroleum and other liquids from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Didn't even know that was a thing. Energy prices under Donald Trump, always hovering between $2 and even below $2. Always in like the $2 range. I'm looking right now. Through Donald Trump's entire term, the average energy price was not above $3 a gallon. It was $262.34. These are the average prices around the country. Never did it edge above $3 a gallon. It was sometimes below $2 a gallon. I'm looking at it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the worst tactics of the communist is to try and just silence your voice. They don't believe in free speech. They don't even believe in ideas that are different than theirs. It's a religion for these people. That's why deplatforming is one of their greatest tools. They want to take you off the internet. Build your own internet, the commies say. And you know, one company went out and did it. That's why we're proud to partner with RightForge. RightForge is a company that went out and built their own internet, their own servers, their own hardware in order to keep conservatives online. It's the only internet company devoted to core American values like free speech. On the front lines against the leftist cancel culture is RightForge and conservatives like me are threatened by big tech deplatforming. That's why I'm very proud to say that the BennyJohnson.com platform is completely hosted by RightForge. They're helping also bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social. So move your site, your domains to RightForge.com, the real American internet. It's time to support a company that supports you and supports American values and supports free speech. RightForge, ladies and gentlemen, 
the true American internet. Donald Trump, do you miss me yet? Yeah, I do. $2 gas? No new wars? Mean tweets? Sounds pretty good right now. That sounds like a bumper sticker I would slap on my car, but I can't afford to drive anywhere. So what are we going to do? Joe Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki, tried to avoid the responsibility of storing gas prices. It won't work. The increase, Saki said, is a direct result of the invasion of Ukraine. Lying liars who lie. Jen Psaki is a lying liar who lies, says the Federalist, and they're exactly right. There was an anticipation of rising gas prices, she said. The White House has only as exacerbated a self-induced crisis by doubling down on the administration's war on domestic energy production in the name of climate change and environmental justice. This reading from The Federalist, who published a spectacular piece on this yesterday. Jen Psaki is a lying liar who lies. Jen Psaki was also asked how high gas prices would need to go before Biden increased domestic oil production and asked... Joe Biden has also asked Saudi Arabia and Venezuela and Iran to reduce oil dependence. (laughs) The best I can, I I work with a lot of kids. Work at Turning Point USA. The staff of the show are very young. Some of them are like 19, 20. I like to give people their first job in the industry. Andrew Breitbart gave me my first job in the industry. So I like giving young people their first shot. The best I can describe this to you is like having a poisonous ex and going back to your poisonous ex. You know this person is evil. You know this person isn't right for you. You know this person will make your life worse. But through your own stupid decisions, you decide to get back with your ex. That is the Biden administration asking Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, and Iran for more oil. These bastards are as big of mass murderers. They're as big of despotic cretins, human rights abusers, And war criminals, in many senses, as Russia. But here goes our Biden administration, hat in hand to the most evil people on earth. Jen Psaki being asked about this last uh, uh, last afternoon at the White House was really something special. She was asked, you guys think that asking Saudi Arabia and Venezuela or Iran is reducing our dependence on foreign oil by the great, great... Peter Ducey of Fox News. Here's how she responded. Listen. Wait, and you guys think that asking Saudi Arabia or Venezuela or Iran is reducing our dependence on foreign oil? That's actually, I just outlined each of those specific scenarios and the range of par- discussions that we're having uh, with each of those countries. I don't think anybody is advocating for Iran to continue acquiring a nuclear weapon, perhaps except for the former president who put, pulled us out of the deal. So that's not good. It doesn't seem like the adults are in charge. It certainly doesn't seem like people are being honest with you, and they're not. They've been lying to you the entire time. It's never been a secret what Joe Biden wanted to do with our American energy. It's always been out in the open. And I guess we have to give credit where credit is due, man. We call balls and strikes on this show. We got a lot of wood to chop, ladies and gentlemen, and we don't have time to obfuscate for you or to lie to you, Joe Biden did tell the truth. Joe Biden told the truth. And we're going to give him credit, at least. He didn't try to hide the ball with what he wanted to do with American energy. 
Joe Biden on the campaign trail said that he was planning on banning fossil fuel, phasing them out, that he was going to kill American energy independence. He'd said so. We have the tape. And so you got to hand the man who has been lying his entire life, whether it be about corn pop, whether it be about plagiarizing. He had to drop out of a presidential race for plagiarizing in the 80s. He's been lying about everything from burn pits to suddenly becoming a MAGA supporter, right? During the State of the Union. I'm for cops. Fund the police. Fund the military. Close the borders. Lie, 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 lie. So for a man whose entire life is filled with lies, including his teeth, man, the dude has such fake teeth. Come on. Those chompers aren't real. His hair's not real. He's been bald since the 70s. You can look back. Look at young Joe Biden. Go Google young Joe Biden. He's bald as a bat. He's bald as a Wuhan market bat. And he lies <laughs> about the same amount. <laughs> he is as bald as bat soup from Wuhan. He tastes about as great. Ladies and gentlemen, you gotta hand the man his due for telling the truth at least once in his political career, damn it. Here is Joe Biden saying exactly what he plans on doing with American energy. Go. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy. We have to move toward a net zero emissions. The first place to do that by the year 2035 is in energy production. Well, let me make it clear. I'm not shutting down oil fields. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. The oil industry is not going to go away. Look in my eyes. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, natural gas industry, and oil is not going to be fundamentally changed. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. People are not going to lose their jobs. Would you be willing to sacrifice thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Learn how to program, for God's sake. I guarantee you we are going to end fossil fuels. Quote from Joe Biden. We have the tape. We have it in living color. Are you going to end fossil fuels? Is there any room for fracking in the Biden administration? Dana Bash asks of CNN. And Joe Biden says, no. Quote from Joe Biden. These are quotes. So let's just hold the man at his words, right? So when you're paying 12 bucks a gallon, expect those clips to play in every single Republican ad, in every district, in every corner of this nation. And I'm telling you down to the dog catcher, inside of Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco, you will be getting Republican victories. It's untenable. And they know it. Saki is the lying liar who lies. Whew, man. Despite Saki's blame on Russian aggression for the spike in energy costs, gas prices began to soar under Biden's first day in office as the president's inaugural orders shut down the Keystone XL pipeline and unilaterally suspended new oil and gas leases on public land. According to the Energy Information Administration, that's the agency that I've been reading to you data from. You can find it right now. Go ahead and check it out for yourself. 
eia.gov eia.gov look for yourself the american gas price eclipsed the average of three dollars a gallon by may of president biden's unleashed cascade of taxes and regulations on the industry while moving to lock down lucrative reserves in other words gas prices have been rising since biden took office not since russia launched its invasion of its neighboring neighbor neighboring country ukraine Biden's suspension of new drilling on federal lands while temporary overturned by a federal judge in U.S. District Court of the Western District of Louisiana in midsummer killed incentives in the capital and labor-intensive industry for operations to keep up with demand, suppressing production. That's the point. Producers require long-term planning and assurance with their operations will remain in place before pledging billions of new capital to drill in a particular area. That means new leases must always be on the horizon. Cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline alone axed 83... Correction. 830,000 barrels of Canadian crude flowing into Gulf refineries that America owns a day. This would simultaneously double the imports of Russian oil. So you would be able to eliminate our dependence on Russian oil, which funds Russian cluster bombs landing on Ukrainian children like that. Last year, the U.S. welcomed an average of 600,000 barrels of Russian crude and related petroleum products daily, including the Kremlin war machine. Hmm, Very interesting. That is exactly how you get your war. As the world's third largest oil producer, providing more than 10% of the global supply, Russia raked in $119 billion in reserve resource revenues. Biden is reluctant to sanction Alaskan pipelines. Democrats sought to lock down decades worth of oil and gas reserves stored under a fraction of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge known as ANWR with reinstated environmental protections poised to become permanent. Instead of unleashing American energy potential to reclaim the independence once briefly achieved under the Trump administration, Biden officials are now pleading with authoritarian adversaries, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, to ramp ramp up productions abroad. Mark Levin says it best, Joe Biden sanctioned American energy instead of sanctioning Russia's energy. Joe Biden's been sanctioning Russia's energy for about 15 minutes. He just got done talking about it at the White House. Joe Biden sanctioned American energy for the better part of the last year since the second he got into office. Joe Biden's been sanctioning your energy, American energy. Because Russian energy for some, yeah, Russian energy is cleaner. Because Russian energy doesn't emit carbon. These people are such buffoons. Biden could have brought down energy prices at any point in his presidency, but instead he continued to escalate the administration's animosity towards domestic production and the American worker. An enhanced regulatory regime combined with Wall Street pressure to restrict investment in the capital-intense industry has limited diplomatic options to counter Russian aggression by limiting domestic capacity to supplement supply stocks. Well... Just in case you thought that maybe it would be getting better, perhaps there'd be a counterbalance to this in Joe Biden's regime. We've had dumb presidents before. We've had incompetent boob presidents before. Maybe there'd be someone in the regime 
to balance him out and to measure him and to say, hey, wait a second. I'm the secretary of transportation. I'm the vice president. Uh, Mr. President, we are in your office urgently telling you that this is going to uh, essentially collapse our country. Nope. No such luck. Kamala and Mayor Pete were pushing electric vehicles yesterday, and I have a point on this that I think is very important. A couple years back, I traveled to coal country, West Virginia. It was under President Trump, and President Trump had unleashed America's coal industry. America's coal industry was popping off, man. People were living good lives. The coal industry is a dirty industry, but people love it there. Their daddy's daddy's daddy was a coal miner, and it's a way of life. People like it. And that's okay. There's a lot of dirty industries. Politics is the dirtiest industry. A lot of people think that because they wear Brooks Brothers suits and not orange hard hats to work, that they're somehow better. They're the filthiest people on planet Earth. These coal miners are the salt of the Earth. It was wonderful spending a couple days with them. We filmed a documentary about America's coal, and it was great. Something I realized while I was there uh, in a long moonshine drinking night with coal miners. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. We were in this old, uh, this old like kind of Western looking town that hasn't changed since the forties and thirties when all the signage was put up and all the hotels were built. It was great. People brought us moonshine and we sat back and we were sipping it, eating pizza inside of a tavern. And one of the coal miners told me this, you know, there's no such thing as a uh, electric vehicle, right? You know, there's the battery-powered vehicles. All those batteries, they come from China. And they, they're not worth a spit without our coal. I said, please elaborate. I'm no energy expert. I don't claim to be. And the coal miner took a long sip of his moonshine. And he said, the vast majority of electrical plants and power plants in our country run off coal. The vast majority. They're shutting down nuclear plants and increasing coal-fired power plants. That's the energy that it takes to make electricity. So there's no such thing as an electric car. It's a coal-powered car. It's a coal-powered Tesla. That's what powers your Tesla. What powers your electric vehicle and your little hybrids and your helixes and I don't know, I think Ford has like an electric truck now. It's coal. By and large, vast majority, hand over fist, because that's what it takes to mine the coal literally out of the mountains. Hand over black fist, pickaxe in hand, it's coal. Coal powers your electric vehicles. So all this happy crap talk from Mayor Pete and Kamala yesterday about electric vehicles, it's garbage. It's fake. It's fagazi. Fagazi. The Italian word for a fake handbag. It's not real. Ladies and gentlemen, electricity comes from the vast majority in this country, coal. So what they're saying is they're saying we want more coal-powered cars and coal-powered buses, and coal-powered everything. So when you hear that, just remember the reality. These are lies, and every lie is a debt to the truth, and the truth always reasserts itself. Breaking the White House during a White House event on Monday, Kamala and Pete Buttigieg were trotted out to talk about clean transit. 
Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said this, clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people. Last month, we announced $5 billion in investment to build out electric vehicle charging stations. Where does that electricity come from, Pete? He might as well have said $5 billion investment in coal to bring coal charging stations into urban and suburban communities. We have a clip of it. Listen and be smart when you listen. Watch. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Okay, so at least uh, Pete Buttigieg stayed on topic and didn't just slam his head on the side of the desk and spit out a Ruby Tuesday's word salad, which is precisely what Kamala Harris did. Listen to this, clip five. Imagine a future. The freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. (laughs) She's so bad at this, and I don't mean being a vice president or a politician. I mean like brain stem activity. I mean like the English language. She's so bad at this. I mean, guys, I'm reading you a quote. It'll go down in history in our national archives as words of the vice president of the United States of America. You know, an office that Thomas Jefferson and John Adams have held. Yeah. And then we make the possible actually happen. And then we make the possible actually happen. We have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And then we make the possible actually happen. You know, I'm going to go make myself a sandwich for lunch after this live. And... It's possible that I can make myself a sandwich, and I'm going to. That's making the possible actually happen. When I eat my lunch today, it will be me doing the possible and then making it happen as soon as I bite into that turkey sandwich. Mm-mm-mm. Kamala Harris dropping wisdom bombs like Russia is dropping cluster bombs that we paid for because of your incompetence and because of happy horse crap like that. I'm so sick of these people. I'm so sick of their feel-good policies, their fuzzy, non-real-world grounded policies. The real world always reasserts itself. The real world, natural law, always comes back and rears its realistic hard head and says, this isn't reality. Reality, this fancy, we will run everything on unicorn farts. It's It's not a policy. It's a disaster. They're saying it in order to get plaudits inside of these little Georgetown clubs where people sit martinis and eat caviar and they are disconnected from the real world. These people have never been to a coal mine in West Virginia. These people have never driven two hours round trip to work on a farm in Iowa 
and realize that filling up your tank of diesel for $200 a tank is going to bankrupt you. That's going to be the difference between your kid wrestling in a summer camp and you getting a job done. These people are utterly disconnected from the real world and I'm just having vibes. I'm having vibes of like, you know, every populist revolution in history. It's been the same factors always adding up, whether it be czarist Russia or the French Revolution, whether it be let them eat cake, let them pay $15 for a gallon of gas. Stephen Colbert, we didn't have time to get in the show, but he was last night talking about how great it feels to pay extra for gas. And it doesn't matter because he drives a Tesla. What a jackass. These people. I'm getting the vibes, man. I'm getting the vibes. This is the moment. It's a revolutionary moment. It's always happened throughout history where an egalitarian elite becomes so disconnected from the people that they supposedly lead that they get overthrown. They get ripped from power. Populism and the truth will always reassert itself. Natural law, might makes right. Canada says that it could replace U.S. imports of Russian crude. All it would take is the approval of the Keystone XL pipeline. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Canada coming in over the top with a clothesline of the Biden administration. Woof. This from Zero Hedge. Canada says it could replace American imports of Russian crude if we just approve the Keystone XL pipeline. Talks about banning Russian oil imports in the United States, which has now happened, and its European allies intensify. Reports have started to emerge that the U.S. administration could be looking to persuade Saudi Arabia to pump more oil. Canada has long pitched crude as one of its not produced in the rogue government regimes as Venezuela, Iran, and Russia. Alberta's top officials said that its crude could be the answer to more supply from the United States. All we need is to build the Keystone XL pipeline immediately. The Alberta energy minister named Sonia Savage, neat, said on Saturday that Alberta home of the third largest oil reserves, could answer U.S. energy security question. Could answer the U.S. energy security question. Real emission reductions reliable right next door. So Alberta's sitting there saying, hey, we're Canada. I mean, we've covered exactly what a despotic regime mass Canada has been lately, but we would rather buy oil. I know, painful, this is going to be tough to say. We would rather buy oil from Canada than Venezuela or Iran, period. At least Canada doesn't have nukes pointed at America if they could build them. We don't think. Let us know. Also, Canada is addicted to a food called poutine. Sounds a lot like Putin. And that poutine is better than Putin. So we'll trade both. We'll take that poutine over this Putin and we'll take your oil. Absolutely. Alberta's minister, his Alberta's premier, sorry, they're called premiers. It's like the version of a governor right here in the state. Jason Kenney said that he and Savage would be attending the a conference in Houston this week where they'll be meeting with decision makers to secure access to markets and job creating investments for our province to displace the Russian oil conflict. Well, that's a good, that's good. Kenney said that we could discuss how to ship nearly 1 million barrels a day in responsibly produced energy every day from the USA's closest friend and ally. All it would take is approval of the Keystone XL pipeline. Easy, he said. Man, 
Biden administration getting it from all sides. When Canada starts dunking on you <laughs> for your dumb, dumbass political decisions, you know you're in trouble. When Ilhan Omar starts dunking on you, ladies and gentlemen, you know you are over a barrel, literally. The squad rep Ilhan Omar from Minnesota hammered President Biden over reports that the White House may be asking Saudi Arabia to pump more oil. Omar took aim at the possibility of the White House meeting with Saudis, calling the potential exploration of more of an oil deal immoral, pointing out that the Saudi government's treatment of the Yemeni people amid the country's war, uh, country's wars with each other. So Saudi is at war with Yemen. Uh, and here's the Biden administration saying, hey, listen, we care about this conflict, don't care about this conflict. You know, Hunter Biden didn't work for a Yemen uh, a Yemeni oil company. Hunter Biden worked for a Ukrainian oil company. So we're going to care about Ukraine. We're not going to care as much about Yemen. Sorry. Sorry, Yemen. Sorry. Our bad. Ah! <laughs> you should have employed Hunter. Should have employed Hunter Biden. Ilhan Omar now dunking on the Biden administration, dunking them straight into a barrel of crude, holding them down, tarring and feathering them. Our response to Putin's immoral war shouldn't be to strengthen our relationship with the Saudis, who are currently causing the worst humanitarian crisis on the planet in Yemen, Omar tweeted. Yemenis might not matter to some geopolitically, but their humanity should. Correct. This is a wildly immoral act. In 2015, Saudi Arabia led a coalition of Gulf states that intervened in a Yemeni civil war against the rebelling Houthi movement, an Islamist group that had previously been labeled terrorists. Last year, the Biden State Department removed the Houthi movement's terrorism designation. Hmm, okay, well, yikes, and also yikes, double yikes. All war is bad. All humans have value. I'm pro-life. I'm, I believe I'm a pro-life absolutist. I don't care if you're Ethiopian or Saudi or Yemeni or Ukrainian or any nationality, you do realize it's, you know, it's just pigment. It's just a chemical. It had to do with where your ancestors were raised, how close they were to the equator. That's about it. You're a human being. God created you. I don't want you to die in a horrible war. I don't want you as a civilian I mean, it's bad enough when soldiers die. It's very bad when civilians die. It's awful. It's horrible. It's grotesque. I hate it. And America shouldn't be playing both sides. We're playing both sides by funding the Russians. We're literally funding the Russians' war, and now we're going to be funding the Saudis' war against another smaller country. Okay. Seems like a bad plan. I'm weirdly agreeing with Ilhan Omar more and more these days. With weird things. It creeps me out. Makes my skin crawl. Sorry. I actually literally tweeted a... I tweeted favorably about Ilhan Omar. Non-ironically, when Ilhan Omar called out the cancel culture in Canada for doxing people who donated to the Freedom Convoys. Ilhan Omar saw clear-eyed on that. I don't know how it happened, but I agreed with it. Freedom Convoy organizer, speaking of the Freedom Convoy, Tamara Lish was granted bail, thank God. Tamara Lish... She is a Freedom Convoy organizer, and she's been granted bail after having originally been declined bail by an Ontario judge. Lish was arrested in downtown Ottawa. You saw the images. We played them for you on our show. Uh, when the convoy protests bro were broken up by police, she was denied bail by a judge who had previously run as a liberal candidate in the 2011 election. Lish's bail conditions require 
that she leave Ottawa within 24 hours, she leave Ontario in 72 hours, and that she report to police, not post on social media, and not protest against COVID restriction. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So just strip her of all of her civil rights. Hmm. Sounds like something uh, that's happening right now in this country with January 6th defendants, but that's not what the story is about. The first judge uh, believed that there would be a risk that Lich would continue criminal actions if given bail. There is a substantial risk that you will continue these actions and will not abide by an order, the judge told Lish. Your recent history in our city satisfies me that your detention is necessary hmm. for the safety and protection of the public. Safety and protection. Safety and protection. This lady was just practicing free speech. She was practicing her free right to assemble under the Canadian uh, 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 Rights Charter. We looked it up. And now she is a threat to the state, treated like a domestic terrorist. Lish is the mother of... Uh, Lish is a mother with no criminal past. And she argued that the judge's past as a liberal may have affected her decision. Well, it was overturned and now she's free, so to speak. Sort of like free, like on probation is where she's at right now. Well, I guess that's good news. And we should be applauding the thing they won't tell you, which is that Tamara Lish and her compatriots inside of the Freedom Convoy in Canada got what they wanted. They're not going to give you the W, man. They're not going to hand you the win. They're not going to do it on in public. Trudeau was never going to go out there and roll up his sleeves and put on some overalls and meet with the truckers and say he had been wrong. They can't do that. It's not possible. But they heard you. And you freaking did it. I don't think there's any COVID mandates left in Canada. Am I wrong? I don't think there's any COVID mandates. I think everyone has dropped their vaccine passport system. They've dropped their mandates, their requirements. I think there's virtually nothing left because of the truckers. You can take back your country. You can take back your narratives. You can take back the truth. You can assert the truth. You don't have to play these games. You can win. You can change your country. It's in our power to do it. We can build something new, something beautiful without these old decaying systems. And all it takes is us standing up. Tamara Lish stood up. We applaud her. Godspeed. We hope you're afraid. We hope that Tamara runs for office. We hope that she's prime minister someday. And maybe, just maybe, she can get us a DNA sample for Justin Trudeau and then a DNA sample for Fidel Castro. And we can finally find out the most important question about Castro Jr. We hope and we pray someday. Ooh, let's end on some good news. Good news, good news, good news. Speaking of DNA samples, I just got a DNA test and it turns out that Dr. Fauci is not a human being. Turns out he's a rat in a lab coat. Just got a DNA test back and Dr. Fauci, 100%. Rat. This guy's trash. Isn't it amazing how quickly he vanished from the scene? You ever dealt with rats? You ever, like, had a rat problem? I have. I lived in Washington, D.C. I mean, not metaphorical rats, like literal rats. I had to deal with rats in my backyard. We had a rat infestation. We had a huge fire in our neighborhood. It burned down a couple of, like, trap houses where they were making drugs and those houses were rat infested. So all the rats went into my backyard and we had a rat infestation. Man, these rats are tricky. You'll never see them during the day. Almost never. Uh, you'll see them at night and they scurry along the walls. 
They don't like being out in the open. They don't like running uh, anywhere that they can't immediately escape. And now you've seen the rat vanish, like I've seen in my rat infestation in my house. Dr. Fauci has vanished from the national scene. He's gone like a rat. Rats don't like being dragged into the light. You'll never hear anything like trapping a rat and hearing it scream. Ooh, man, it still chills me to the bone. I had set up these rat traps and I did these experiments with like what kind of traps would best kill the rat. And I slaughtered a lot of rats, man. I killed hundreds probably rats. Some of them the size of cats. I'm telling you, I got photos. Nothing will pierce your ears like the scream of a rat that is caught in a trap, but it's not dead and it's trying to get loose. We're going to see the rats scream when the GOP retakes the house. This according to Zero Hedge. Several Republican lawmakers indicated that if the GOP regains the majority in the House of Representatives, which is, ladies and gentlemen, $12 gasoline, you're going to see more than 100 seats flip Republican. Which is a, I mean, I hate to say it, it's not necessarily a foregone conclusion, but even liberal sites like Punchbowl News is saying that just based on Democrat retirements alone, which is at 31, 31 Democrat retirements alone right now, the GOP is going to retake the House. That they plan to open investigations into COVID-19 advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci. When are we going to have accountability for Anthony Fauci, says Chip Roy on Fox News this weekend? Look, he's missing right now for one reason, and one reason only. The Democrats are looking at the polls. It wasn't dead Americans that made Democrats move. It wasn't dead Americans that made Fauci go away. It was the polls And I want to hold Anthony Fauci accountable. And if you're watching, Dr. Fauci, look out. Because when Americans give us control of the House of Representatives, God willing, we are going to get some answers on behalf of the American people. Answers we want right now. Where did COVID-19 come from? How much did you fund the creation of COVID-19? We know that there are bloody trails between you, EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, and the Wuhan labs. We have the numbers. We have the FOIA requests, they're sitting there in the documents. We know that when COVID-19 first burst on the world stage, you did emergency meetings with various members of your team and then those meetings are redacted. What do they say? We're going to find out. Jim Jordan also calling for investigations. Jim Jordan says that he needs to find out whether COVID-19 had its origins in a lab in Wuhan, China, I mean, at this point, even the scientific community says that this is the probable result. Yet Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak organized a paper as soon as COVID-19 hit saying that all scientists of the world agree that it came from a Wuhan wet market. Lies, 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 and lies. Lies and the lies. Lying liars who tell lies. Man, it'll be wonderful to watch this guy squirm under the hot lights. Jim Jordan, man, you want to see Jim Jordan grill Dr. Fauci. We know, we know that they knew from the get-go that COVID-19 likely came from a lab, gain-of-function likely done with our tax dollars being used, Jordan said, referring to the gain-of-function controversial form of research that alters organisms in a way that they may be enhanced biological functions such as alter transmissibility, pathogenesis, and host range. Fauci has been pressed on these and he hasn't given the proper answers. 
He's always said and insulted the member of Congress. He's never done it under oath and he's never done it under subpoena. It's time to change that. In the case of the grilling that I want the most, Rand Paul. Rand Paul is the person who I want to see in a Senate committee with a subpoena under oath putting the hot lights on Dr. Fauci. Rand Paul versus Dr. Fauci. The best responses we've ever got, and Rand Paul is a real doctor, somebody who actually helps people. Dr. Fauci is a fake doctor. He plays a doctor on television. He plays a doctor in his role in government, the highest paid doctor, the highest paid position in all of our government, Dr. Fauci. What a goblin. Fauci told Rand Paul that he never lied before Congress and that the National Institutes of Health did not fund the research. You don't know what you're talking about, quite frankly, he told Dr. Paul at the time. This was when Rand Paul was pressing him on the FOIA documents released last September, 900 pages detailing the use of federal money that went to EcoHealth Alliance to fund gain-of-function research. This was published by The Intercept at the time. In October of last year, Fauci told ABC News that he stood by his assertion that the NIH did not fund gain-of-function research. This is a lie. And everyone knows it. The framework under which we have guidance about conducting research that we fund, the funding of the Wuhan Institute, was to be able to determine what is out there in the environment, the bat viruses in China, Fauci said. Lie, lie, lie. And the research was very strictly under what we call a framework of oversight of that type of research under those conditions, which we have explained very, very clearly, does not constitute gain-of-function concern. It constitutes gain-of-function concern, your own definition of -of gain-of-function at the NIH and NAID says this is gain-of-function research. They were altering the biological material of bat coronaviruses. It is on display. They used the number one woman who is responsible for doing this, Shi Zhen Li, the researcher in China. She got this money and she did this research. It's clear, it's empirical, it's demonstrable. And when put under the hot lights, Fauci will squeal like a rat. We cannot wait. Good days are ahead, ladies and gentlemen. We are optimistic on this show. That's why we always say God, family, country. These are our priorities on this show. God, family, country. We're born free men and women, and we intend to stay that way. My name is Benny Johnson, and this was The Benny Show. Thank you for watching and listening.